and I was given a death sentence at the age of 16. I became a slave to food and to fear. 799 pounds. 799 pounds. But here I am today. 600 pounds lighter. And I'm here to share my story with you to help you improve, to help you find your way, and to help you become a more motivated person. I'll be your inspiration. Here we go. Let's do this. He's been on the Today Show, The Doctors, in the National Enquirer, and in newspapers and magazines all over the country. Welcome to the 600 Pounds Down podcast. Here's your host, Coach Justin. Hello, One Step Nation. What's going on, everybody? Good to see everyone. Uh, So we are here with One Step Live here exclusively for the One Step Nation. George started this whole like standing thing. And I decided to stand. I love it. We're, we're, we are, we are standing. We are right. Movement. Let's do movement. Cause I tell you what, if, I, if I'm standing, I'm doing this. We're doing this. That's right. We're like ninjas. Yes. We, we are the anabolic ninjas. The anabolic ninjas. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking out this Sorry. beautiful city over here. Um, as you can see, I don't know where we're at, but it's beautiful. Yeah. I have a wall. Did you build it? <laughs> no, I, I didn't build it. I, I, I lean on it, though. But I'm not going to lean on it right now because now we're live. So That's right. Now we're live. Now we have to act all natural and, and no joking so much. We're still going right, to joke. Yes. It's going to happen. <laughs> Forgive me if I keep we're, – we're, we're, this is family time right now, so I, I might grab my water and, and whatnot. Right. Everyone's getting their water in, right? That's right. Everyone's getting their water in? Get your I water in. Are continuing that journey we did the water challenge last month so hopefully people are still continuing i missed a few days bro i missed a few days of the water challenge did but didn't, didn't hit that gallon did you dude man well we welcome everybody in today if you're watching live or catching the replay mm-hmm. we have uh let's see we have comments open so if you want to throw us a comment today just to say hello or you want to chime into the conversation we have today we'd love to see your input we'd love to hear your questions and we'd love to answer those things but we're going to continue our series like we've had last last week we talked about how to lose weight and build muscle uh, that was part one if you missed it go back and check it out it will be available not only in this in this one step nation group but also available via other platforms on the 600 pound down podcast so you can definitely go back and check it out there but We're going to continue that conversation because I think a lot of people have questions, especially those who are starting out or those who maybe have hit a wall, if you will. Like, no pun intended, George, you don't hit the wall behind you, okay? (laughs) But uh, (laughs) we have to to understand, like, questions will form as we go. There will be opportunities for you to ask those questions if you have them. But George and I are going to hit what we know and what we Mm. think could be a help and assistance to you. Now, if you missed it this morning in the One Step Nation group, you see that George posted a breakfast, right? Was that a uh, breakfast? That was. The sandwiches were breakfast this morning, and then those fajitas were dinner last night. So, the fajitas—they looked amazing, by the mm. way. That was a that was a big plate too. I didn't realize how voluminous that was going to be <laughs> until I put it on the plate. Until afterwards, like Ooh. one more. Just I can just one more. <laughs> oh man, those those were good. But yeah, I mean, I, I posted a breakfast this morning. Um, and, and something that I'm learning too uh, is uh, ratios are important for a good and, and balanced, healthy meal. Uh, I could have put two eggs on top of those sandwiches, but then it wouldn't have really been a, a sandwich. It would have been like the leading tower of, of whatever that was. So uh, I'm, I'm learning to cut it back and apply where I can, you know. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, Justin, we were talking, and um, I was using, uh, I, I like to use ketogenic bread. Because uh, it's an easy way for me to get fiber in. Um, high fiber is uh, is great. It, it, among other things, it helps keep you full. So um, we were joking. 880 calorie breakfast is a light breakfast for me. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, turkey sausage patties, two eggs. Um, I do live that fat-free cheese life. I know, I know. But uh, it's a high protein cheese. 
Um, and uh, so I got about that, was, that breakfast was about 80 some grams of protein right there, just or maybe it was 60. 80, 60 to 80 grams of protein, which is, is great. I, I like to do high protein, also helps keep me full. Um, but yeah, great breakfast to start the morning, and uh, I feel good. I feel great. Yeah, well, it, looked, it looked good, man. So I want to talk. Let's jump into protein because one of my topics today is protein and actually macronutrients mm -hmm. in general. So macronutrient you consist of a fat. So fats and macronutrients. We have carbohydrates as macronutrient, and we have protein as a macronutrient, and all of them are vital for your life. Your body utilizes all of those macronutrients to become a healthier person and to sustain your life and sustain your muscles, sustain your energy, to sustain your body just in general. We all need them. God put them here so we don't cut out every little thing, right? We want to make sure we eat things in healthy ways and include all food groups even. It's just important. You might go through a season where you cut a few things out periodically, but just know that you can actually have a whole food approach and not exclude certain foods from your diet. You can actually include foods and still have success in your journey. So I want to talk, I'm going to just grab my notes because I want to make sure I hit every topic that I put on here, but I want to discuss protein today because a lot of people are like, what's protein? So protein is a macronutrient, like we just said, that you get from a variety of foods. A lot of times you get them from animal products, such as uh, chicken, beef, uh, fish, you get them from eggs, you get them some even from uh, cheese, even though cheese has higher fat most of the time, you'll get some from, what am I missing? Uh, protein, like whey protein shakes. You get them from oh, yeah. yogurts, stuff like that. Those are just some examples. There's obviously some other things out there. There's also veg uh, vegan or plant-based type of proteins, like a pea protein, which is actually a complete uh, vegan protein or, or plant-based protein that you could actually take in as well. Uh, I don't personally care too much for plant-based proteins. They're just not my thing, but whatever your uh, journey looks like. But so how much protein are you supposed to have with every meal? I think it's individualized, to be honest with you. I don't think yeah. we can give you, like I was thinking today, I was talking to George a little bit before this. There's so many people out there right now that say, well, you have this much or you have this much for weight loss, this much for muscle gaining, this much for uh, maintaining this. Much. I mean, there's a variety of answers out there. I think a good staple for everybody today. So you take your, your, your weight on a scale, your personal body weight, you look that over and you say, I'm going to consume 0.7 grams to one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Now that's not for everybody. Just know that if you want one step coaching from us, we will give you more of an individualized plan to help you out with that. But if you're just kind of trying to fish for how much protein should I be consuming, that's a good place to start because you're going to be getting adequate protein to accomplish what protein can accomplish in your body. Very important for weight loss, very important for muscle gaining, very important for sustainability and energy. Just overall, you need protein. Now, I consume, I don't, George and I were talking too, which we might talk in a future episode, but his protein sources and his protein grams, he really strategically places those into his body. He really strategically takes the count of how much protein he gets in a day. And I'm more like, all right, I'm going to consume more protein in my meals and have a good amount of protein, but I'm not counting every gram that I take in. It's different. It's different for different people. And it's okay. It's no right or wrong. It just comes down to who you are and your personality and what goals you're trying to reach. Now, George, I have personally, if I were to probably count, I did actually use my fitness pal for a couple of weeks in a row just to kind of see where I was on my protein intake. I'm actually consuming like 130 to like 190 grams a day, which is actually, and I'm active and I'm active. So yeah. that, that's, I'm lifting weights, I'm doing cardio. Um, I'm trying to get on my feet most throughout the day. So that's a good amount of protein. Where are you at with it? So um, I'm actually, so I've been in a bulking phase for the last six months. Uh, my birthday was on the fifth. And so for me, you know, we're past the holidays, we're past the birthday, we're past celebrating with food. So now this is a little bit easier for me. I'm in a cutting phase now. So uh, I am in a 500 calorie deficit, which for me, that's 3000 calories a day. And um, right now, I'll give you my numbers for today. My numbers for today is about 106 grams of fat, uh, 220 grams of carbs, and I am going to clear potentially 344 grams of protein. That's 41% of what I'm eating today is going to be protein. Now, why is that? So first of all, let me tell you, working up to that much protein 
your body needs to be used to it. Okay. For the average person, for most people, that amount of protein is going to cause what we call ammonia bloat. Okay. When protein is digested in the body, it creates amino uh, uh, ammonia gas. If you have too much of it, the body can only take so much protein. So if you have a lot of protein more so than what your body can handle, it's going to retain ammonia gas. It's going to make you bloat and it's going to make you gassy. I mean, that's what it's basically what's going to do to you. Um, but my body over the course of the last two years is able to process this much protein. Uh, do not take my numbers for yourself. Like Justin said, your numbers are specific to you. Uh, my general rule of thumb, I'm 197 pounds. If I can get at least 200 grams of protein a day, I'm good with that. Um, one gram per pound of body weight, that's my personal rule of thumb. The reason I have more protein, especially now in a calorie deficit where I'm going to be burning more than I'm going to be consuming, I try to go as high protein as my body will allow because protein is a satiating or a making full feeling macronutrient. The more protein you have, the less hungry you feel. And that is why I do a lot of protein right now. Yeah, that's good because, and I just, enjoy, I mean, I enjoy meat. I enjoy eggs. I enjoy all that stuff. And so I do feel better when I consume that. Now, uh, it's important that we all understand that your protein sources may look different from ours. And then George just stated, it's okay that he's having, he's counting how many grams of protein he's consuming throughout the day. He's averaging the one gram per pound of body weight we're all different. You might not be there and that's okay. Just kind of feel it out. You'll know, you'll know if, if you're still very hungry and you'll know mm -hmm. if, um, you're not building the muscle, you know, if you get the hunger pains throughout the day, you might need to uptick, uptick your protein a little bit more. Now, George, you talked about pro, we talked about protein, but there, another macronutrient, I think I want to talk about something important as well. And that's fat. So, mm -hmm. You said you were a fan of the fat-free cheese. Now, there's a reason why you are. There's now you yeah. don't prefer. Now, let me just be be curious here. Do you really prefer the flavor of fat-free cheese over regular cheese? I do not. <laughs> I do not. It is eighty percent the real thing. Um, but eighty percent the real thing is better than zero percent uh, nothing. So. Uh, the reason that I use fat-free cheese is because I am getting better quality fats from other places. Um, so let's just my breakfast this morning. My breakfast was turkey sausage. Okay, turkey sausage, for every 90, uh, 90 calories, 40 calories is coming from fat. That's a quality fat source. Okay, I, I got most, I'm getting most of my fat today from my breakfast. Um, it's going to be over 50%. So because I'm getting a better quality fat source from turkey sausage, I don't really need more fat from the cheese that I'm sprinkling on top. I can use fat-free cheese for that. Plus, there is about um, fat-free cheese has exponentially more protein um, per serving than full-fat cheese does. So I'm, I'm getting more protein from that. Plus, it is a little bit on the creamier side. It, it gives me a little bit of that cheesy taste without having all the calories from fat. So um, – for every serving of cheddar cheese, there's 110 calories. For every serving of fat-free cheddar cheese, there's 45 calories. Get that cheesy taste, not a lot of the calories, and I'm getting – it's not that I'm foregoing fat. It's that I'm getting a better quality fat from the turkey sausage than I would get from the cheese. Plus, I topped each sandwich today. I had two sandwiches today. Topped each with a whole egg, another quality fat source. Um, so if I'm getting good quality fats – I can maybe go for a fat-free option because I'm getting better quality fats from somewhere else. I got you. It makes sense. Uh, ben Whitmore, actually, one of our Facebook users from the One Set Nation here, uh, I sit right around 200 grams a day of protein. I think that's a safe place. And Ben, is a he's a ultra marathoner. He runs. Yeah. And I'm sure he does some strength training as well. But, yeah, he's he's definitely an active dude. Um, thanks for sharing that, Ben. That's that's good. So, yeah, so let's talk about fat just for a minute, and then we're going to transition to a couple other topics. But so the macronutrient of fat, I, I hear so many people in the diet world say this, fat's going to make me fat. Oh my goodness, fat's mm. going to make me fat. Like, like they think when you consume fat, you're going to get fat. And there's, <laughs> there's really, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, there's, there's a, like a 20% truth to that and like an 80% non-truth to that because it's looked at in a total wrong perspective, I think. Because mm -hmm. ideally, 
well, if you look at it this way, when you eat a lot of fat, each gram of fat has nine calories per gram, right? It, it, each gram is nine calories. If you're consuming, if you're watching your calories and you're, you're trying to make sure you have a certain amount throughout the day, you consume 100 grams of fat right there is what? That's nine times 100 is 900, right? Did I get that right? Yeah. That's a lot of calories. Yeah. So I, I can't do math on the spot. It makes me, it makes me <laughs> anxious. No. Um, Calculator, bro. Phone, phone life. Phone so, life. All good. Thank you so much. You have my back. But think about that way. So that's that's a lot. That 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 can build up mm -hmm. to a lot of calories. That's that's a lot of your day. But if you consume it as part of your day, mm -hmm. you don't have to be afraid of it. Like an avocado is so good for you, but it has a little extra fat, or not little, has a lot yeah. of extra fat in it. So you can still consume right. it, but but Maybe you don't have to have a full avocado. Maybe you can have a half an avocado in the mm -hmm. beginning of the day and add more to your dinner plate later. But just be mindful of how much you're consuming. They have different variety of, of, uh, of dietary approaches out there. There's a low-fat phase, there's a medium-fat phase, and there's obviously a high-fat phase. So you got to mm -hmm. pick and choose which – what do you prefer? So fat has an amazing flavor to it. It's so oh, yeah. satisfying. It tastes so good. It's creamy. It's good depending on what you eat. And it just enriches flavor. And sometimes when you don't have enough of it, you could actually crave other foods that'll actually be worse for you than a gram or two of fat in what you're trying to replace. So if you're a person who's like, like me, I was in the past, I did a low fat diet, 20 grams of fat or less per day. Oh, I would bro. go fat free, low fat as much as I could. So they have fat free ice cream out there. Guess what this guy did? He ate the whole carton because there was no fat in it, man. Uh, but there was a ton of sugar and carbohydrates. And then, mm. and there was some protein in it actually, but I was that guy. Like I, I watched every fat gram time goes on. I don't feel very good, man. Time goes on. Mm. I didn't have a lot of energy, even though I was eating a lot of protein and carbohydrates time went on. I felt kind of sick. Why is that? my body wasn't getting what it needed you need fats actually to absorb actually the, the some of the vitamins that are out that we get in our diet fat is essential for our body so i ended up doing more of a higher fat diet for a long time which i put my carbohydrates down for a while and there's added more fats more of a ketogenic higher fat lower carbohydrate approach now i'm in a space in my life where i actually need the carbohydrates because of some non-diabetic hypoglycemia mumbo jumbo that I developed. And now I got to have like sweet potatoes here and there and a bowl of oatmeal once in a while and, and make sure I have some fruits. So I do, and I eat them in moderation, but I, I do not, I do not exclude fat from my diet because fat truly does not make you fat. Just make sure you're eating it in moderation like everything else. It's really that simple. Do you have any thoughts on that, George? Yeah. I mean, the, I think that the whole way that came about that makes you fat is because people would eat fatty foods and because fatty foods have more calories, nine grams, uh, nine calories per gram, while carbohydrates and protein has four calories per gram. Um, fat makes you fat? No. Eating in a calorie surplus because of fat makes you fat. That's right? It's all about calories in, calories out. It is, you can easily eat more than double the amount of calories if you have more fat in your diet. Now, there's a couple of things that happen with, um, with eating either with eating too little fat. Let's, let's touch on that now because now we're diet culture. Diet culture says fat is bad. Well, let's see what happens. If you eat 50 grams or less of fat, your hunger cues can get out of control. Um, you won't feel as full. Um, now, if you eat below 30 grams uh, of fat, the, the science will tell you that you start developing brain fog. Fat is important for hormone regulation yep. and brain function. Yep. The reason why a lot of keto people are experiencing hyper-attentive brain function is because of all the fat that they're eating. Now, keto only works with well if you are eating at maintenance calories or in a calorie deficit to lose weight. That's the only way you're going to lose weight. But if you're eating a lot of fat, your brain function is going to be off the chain. And your hormone function is going to be off the chain. Now, if you go too low, your hormones start messing with you. As a male, uh, if I don't eat enough fat, my, my testosterone start taking, starts taking a hit. My other, in my brain function, you'll experience brain fog. Your focus won't be there. Your cells will not be healthy. 
So for me, I eat um, about 25 to 30% fat um, in my daily diet. Um, that's ranging between 90 grams to 110 grams of fat. Um, I don't like going lower than that because then my satiation starts taking a hit. I can't, I don't want to go higher than that because then there's not as much food on my plate and I don't feel full. So fat is important. Don't neglect fat. You're not going to get fat if you eat fat. Okay. I promise you, you fat is a good way to, uh, put flavor on your plate. So that, like Justin said, if you put flavor, a little bit more flavor on your plate, stay within your calories, you won't be having that binge, crave, 11 p.m. fridge raid, right? Um, but then if you don't have enough fat, um, it really can start impacting bodily function, and, and, and we don't want that either. Yeah. Yeah, man. So that's important friends. And then the reason why those on a low carb ketogenic approach, like George was saying, they have extra energy sometimes. And it's like a lot of times you start going on keto, like right away, you'll feel like you're mm -hmm. lethargic. You'll feel like this is terrible. Right. A keto your body's transition. I was going to say your body's transitioning from carb energy source to fat energy source, yes. right? Glucose to ketones. And, and when you get glucose to ketones, yes, your body will thrive in either of those fuels, but your body's got to adapt to those fuels as well. Uh, that's why you get the keto flu. That's why you feel really sick and weird when you first start ketogenic, but then it starts all of a sudden you get this burst of energy where the ketones just start being processed as the fuel. So yeah, that's, that's interesting that you said that too, George. Um, and then of course, another carbohydrate or another macronutrient is carbohydrates that, hmm. that is also important for your body. And if you're a fat, if you're a low carber, um, you will probably say that carbohydrates are evil. I think a lot of people have said that I've even jumped on that wagon for a little bit. I can't eat carbs. Oh, don't eat that carbs. And George himself too. Both of us have attempted the ketogenic approach. Now I'm not here to demonize it. I'm just here to say that I enjoy carbohydrates. Hi, I'm Justin. I love carbohydrates and I'm going to continue. And George loves carbohydrates. So I'm going to continue. Eating I love them. carbohydrates. Yes. I like carbohydrates. I, ah! we're going to eat them, <laughs> uh, but we're not going to be crazy about them. And, and the, your, your sources matter. Uh, carbohydrate, each gram consists of, like George said a second ago, uh, each gram consists of four calories. And so you consume them. Now, what happens though, when you don't, when you, when you eat too many of those carbohydrates, though, what happens? Well, mm. if you're not active and you don't burn them off throughout the day, your body will take the additional glucose that, that gets from processing those carbohydrates and store that as fat. So that's why a lot of times you'll hear me say, Enjoy carbohydrates in moderation. That's all I'm about. So unless you're a really active person, like George right now, he, he is lifting. He's going, he, he's going crazy on the weights. So he's going to look a little different with his carbohydrate sources than I would. But that's not a bad thing. He's eating clean versions of them. He's eating healthier things. He's eating things that, that he knows is beneficial for his body. He just knows his body. So if you're out there going through uh, boxes of crackers every week and you're going or every day or uh, a couple cookies every day or this or that, you're probably eating wrong sources of carbohydrates. You want to aim for natural whole food sources of carbohydrates mm. like the sweet potato or the regular white potato even. It's not evil to eat a white potato. Just don't eat three of them in a sitting. And if you're going to eat three, if, eat them throughout the day, make sure you plan accordingly that you're going to be an active person. Uh, from fruits, fruits are amazing for you. They give you great fuel. They give you energy. They're good with the nutrients that it brings to your body. Try to start looking at food, every macronutrient that you consume, try seeing it as I want a whole food in that macronutrient. I want a whole food of fat. I want a whole food of, of protein. I want a whole food of carbohydrate because your body will say thank you when you actually give mm -hmm. it real healthy foods. So I'm here to say, and I will pack up and give it to George here in a second, but I'm here to say, stop demonizing every macronutrient. Start, stop demonizing fat. Stop demonizing uh, carbohydrates. And we don't really demonize protein, but some people say you could actually have too much protein, which you can. Like George said, you can have way too much, but you don't have to say, you don't have to say it's evil. Like we eat everything in moderation. That's the big thing here. So eat whole, healthy foods. And if you want to know how to eat those foods in a more strategic way to build muscle or to lose weight, we're your people. You can say hi to us. We will help you out. So let me drop the mic on that one. And George, let's bounce into some of the questions that, that you're going to go over. I mean, I wrote a yeah. couple down here that I think you said you were going to target today. Mm -hmm. And it's for those who might be wanting to actually build muscle and 
who may want to get uh, stronger and, and build strength and stuff like that. So one of the things were, you know, workout examples for those looking to build strength and muscle. Like what does, what does that look like? What's the difference there? So when you are working out to build muscle and strength, uh, they start similar and then they diverge uh, a little bit based upon your goals, right? So first they can start relatively similar. If you want to build muscle and strength, one of the things that I highly suggest, and I know that in our One Step Crew, Justin, that uh, we got a lot of people that are new to weights. Um, they've either dabbled or perhaps have no experience in weights. And that was me. I had no experience lifting weights. I would start with compound, what we call compound lifts. All right. The three most general compound lifts, and these are not specific to any type of gender, men or women, is your squat, bench, and deadlift. Um, squat, bench, and deadlift. So the reasons these are called compound lifts or compound exercises is because they actually work out more than one muscle group at a time. So let's start off with bench press, right? You got a bench press, whether it's dumbbell or barbell, doesn't really matter. When you push, primarily it's going to be your chest. Secondarily, it's going to be your bicep, your tricep, your forearm, your front delt. Okay, those are what we call secondary muscles. Now, the exercise is primarily for your chest, but it requires other muscles to be a part of that lift to get a secondary workout as well. And then with deadlift and with squat, those work what we call your posterior chain, which is all the muscles running behind your body, and then your anterior chain, all the muscles running in the front of your body. Uh, primarily, those are leg and back exercises. However, they you're, if you're holding a bar, it's working your forearms. If you're resting the bar on your back, it's also working your triceps because you're having to stabilize. It's working your stabilizer muscles, both exercising your abdomen, your lats, your, um, your abs. So I would start with compound lifts. And another thing, if you're looking to build muscle and strength, rest times are essential. Okay, When you do a lift, right after your lift, your central nervous system needs time to recover. Sometimes you got people that will wait 30 seconds and go right back into it. And you know what? That is good for cardiovascular health. That is good for heart health to keep your heart rate up. But if your focus is to build muscle and strength, take minutes, not seconds. I actually take three to five minutes in between sets to let my central nervous system to recover because my goal is to, in a bulk, build muscle in a cut, which I'm currently in to retain the muscle that I've built. And that allows me to take three to five minutes. That allows me to lift the same weight that I just lifted, or perhaps maybe even a little bit more weight because the weight is a tool for me to either keep or build muscle. And that is what those are two things that are going to help you build muscle and strength compound lifts and adequate rest times in the midst of a workout. I think sometimes, so that, that's, that's on the good days. I mean, if we have a day off or we have extra time in the evening or even the morning before work, it's good to offer some of that time to a strength training session. So you could recover and, and actually mm -hmm. be able to continue lifting or strength training uh, at the capacity that you are. Now, some people will come in here and say, I don't have the time to do three to five minute rest periods, which uh, could be the case. So what's that mean, what does it mean that you don't you don't strength train because, oh man, I don't have five minutes. I can't do that. I don't have two minutes. I can't do that. That's why we're all individualized here. And we just kind of adapt to our lifestyle is the moment you're still going to build strength. You're still going to build muscle by, by doing a circuit in a quicker way if you wanted to. So if you wanted to do, go in and just do bench and triceps, you want to do chest and triceps that day, maybe hit mm -hmm. another part of your arm, whatever you're looking for, or even back. If you want to hit those three muscle groups in one day and you don't have an hour or two hours to do that, what are you going to do? You're going to hit the larger muscle group first and you're yes. going to, you're going to maybe take a quick rest. If you can, you can hit the back and then go right to a bench press right after yeah. that. It's kind of exchanging sets back and forth. So it saves you some time. Now it's good to do the rest if you can, right? George has explained why that's important, but that some is better than none. Some is yes. better than none. That's what I would say there. So that's good. That's good, George. I appreciate you you sharing that. And and did we we didn't touch on the difference between building strength and building muscle in that. Mm. What is what what is the difference between the two? What's that look like? 
So I'll use uh, muscle and strength, and then I'll throw out the uh, the technical terms, uh, $5 words to make you sound smarter in the group, all right? Donations uh, accepted. <laughs> donations accepted. So there is a difference between building strength and building muscle. You can do both at the same time. However, the way you train is going to emphasize one over the other. So if you are trying to build muscle, this is what we call hypertrophy training or fatiguing the muscle. Uh, this usually exists between 8 to 12 repetitions per set. Uh, it doesn't have to. But that's generally the rule. Um, so uh, that's the way I actually train. I train uh, for hypertrophy, for muscle fatigue. Um, and I usually train between 8 to 12 reps. Uh, sometimes I mean, you can still get this with 15 reps. You can still get this with 20 reps. Uh, I'm not saying you can't. Just saying uh, 8 to 12 reps is generally the key. So when you do a set, I don't know why. Whenever I give examples of sets, I always you do biceps. Do I don't know why. Do uh, it's always it's always biceps. Uh, but, uh, say you do eight to 12 reps, um, the, the goal for building muscle for hypertrophy training is you want to get that stretch. And I think we talked about this last time. You want to get that stretch and then you want to get that contraction. So uh, I tell people this all the time. Weight is not the goal. You're going to hear me say that so much because let me tell you, ego lifting is real. Um, and ego lifting can hurt you. Uh, do not do it. Um, so ego lifting is when you lift way too heavy for your body to control, lift weight you can control. You'll be surprised how fatigued you get. Right. So, so for me, let me tell you guys, for my bicep guys, I use 30 pound dumbbells. Okay. I don't generate maybe 35. If it's a good day. I never go over 35 ever. The bicep is not a big enough muscle to warrant more weight than that. In my opinion, my opinion asterisk disclaimer okay so for hypertrophy training you want to get that stretch and then you want to get that contraction why because you're breaking down the muscle and encouraging it to build back stronger okay and that usually exists between 12 reps for strength training this is what you usually get with power lifters and strong men strength training your your goal is actually weight okay you want to get stronger you got to lift more weight this usually exists between the three to six rep range. Um, and this is what we would call explosive training, right? So say I am doing a squat for, uh, for strength explosive training. There's going to be a lot of weight on that bar. You're going to be very close to maxing out three to six reps. So you trying to hype yourself up, get in the right mindset, and for hypertrophy training, you generally let you go low and slow, feel the muscle, feel that stretch, feel that contraction. With strength, explosive training, still keep good form, but man, you you are just going fat. You're just going down, and then boom, you're exploding off that. Uh, three to six repetitions can exist outside of that. That's generally the rule. Strength training, you're not going to see so much mass put on your body, but what you are going to see with strength explosive training, you are going to be able to lift more weight. You might see some muscle growth. However, the goal is moving weight. And again, you're really going to see that with power lifters and strongmen. With the hypertrophy training, you're generally going to see that more with bodybuilders or aesthetically um, pleasing physiques, rather. You might think a bodybuilder can lift more weight because you can see more muscle on their frame. But let me tell you guys, they're actually, um, for the majority, weaker than those power lifters and strong men uh, just because of the way they train. Just because someone has more looking muscle does not mean that they are actually stronger. In fact, the leaner someone gets, the more muscle you can see, the leaner they get, the weaker they actually become. See any bodybuilder on stage? That is their weakest physique. They might look strong, but I guarantee you, and they will tell you, that is their weakest physique mm. yeah man that, that's good that's a good explanation so go back and rewind that everybody who are you're curious on what that difference is ben here says form over weight i use 35 pounds for biceps perfect mm -hmm. perfect form over weight. i never george i gotta tell you man i've walked I've, I've done i'm guilty because like you said ego lifting right so yeah. when i first uh started not even when i first started about a couple years even into it I remember like, all right, uh, there's people over here to my left and right. And they're like lifting, they're, they're benching this much or they're, they're curling this much or they're squatting this much. And it's like, man. And then you get the whole thing. Like we're not, we're not, um, 
you know, anti-woman here or anything, and it's really not okay to say this even, but I'm going to say it. Hopefully you still listen. I went to the gym and I'm like, this, this lady is lifting more than I am. And is that a mm-hmm. bad thing? No, it's not a bad thing, but my ego said it was at the moment. So I'm yes. like, all right, dude, she's like doing like, she's, I think it was a back exercise. I forget, like bent over row or something. And then I remember, I'm like, I'm going to try that. So I go into the position and I'm like, oh, oh, and I, and I, I was, I'm like, yeah, I did it. You know, I'm, I'm strutting a little bit. I'm like, yeah, that's good. I got this. But then the next day I was like, oh, oh my goodness, what did I do? Mm. Right? I'm like, yes. I'm like, at least I look cool in the moment though. <laughs> but, i left my back in the gym yes but yes. i look good at the moment it's, it's just so, so much good but ben said it right here too he said form over weight and i was going above and beyond the weight i should have been lifting and mm-hmm. i ended up hurting myself now it wasn't a big injury maybe took a couple days with some some nsaids to help out but it was just one of those things where I didn't have to do it. And if I would have just done a lighter weight, I could have had a better workout mm. with better form in that workout. So yeah, man, leave the ego at the door. Don't worry about who's lifting more than you. Who's not lifting, who's not lifting more than you just run your race. Be you. I mean, I, out, I mean, I outlift George every day, but you don't see me strutting. My st- <laughs> just kidding. And you don't see me crying in my corner with my wall. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. All right. I want to talk, I want to go back into the weight loss uh, gig real quick, just because there's something I think, and you brought it up on your, you brought it up on your reel this morning that you shared in the one step nation, but a Mm -hmm. fat loss tip, like you talked about a fat loss tip. And one of that, one of those fat loss tips were, were substitutions. You hit on a little bit of that with you going to fat free cheese as a substitution, even though it's not fat loss necessarily, it's still something you substituted. So substitution can be used in different realms all day long with different different things that you eat. But a couple things that um, I think are beneficial is first weigh in what matters the most to you. So you pick mm-hmm. you pick foods, what are non-negotiables? All right, I gotta have my creamer and my coffee. Some of you say that. Or I, I, I have to have the cheese. I have to have a whole egg. I have like, you got to come up with your non-negotiables. Like these are my, if I don't eat these, I'm going to go nuts. If I don't eat these, mm-hmm. I'm going to quit. You, you can't, you can't stiff arm those and say, get away. You got to actually hold those and whatever works best for you. Um, I would say that you do find things though, like maybe you have a sandwich and you can go without the cheese on that sandwich today, but mm-hmm. you like mayonnaise. That's a non-negotiable. So you opt in for, and, and, not just any mayonnaise, you like regular mayonnaise because America will right. do for you because that's not even mayonnaise, it's nope. salad dressing. And light mayonnaise doesn't taste as good. So you're going to be stuck with eating regular mayonnaise. You can find that, okay, I'm going to consume, you don't have to do this, but it's just an option. I'm going to consume no cheese today and I want the mayonnaise on my sandwich instead of having the cheese. Or you can opt in and you can do light mayonnaise and still have the cheese and make sure that you still have a decently tasting sandwich though it's not as tasty so things like that peanut butter george is saying that's not going to go too. either you're telling me offline or telling me but the peanut butter option right you have um powdered peanut butter instead Mm -hmm. of consuming regular peanut butter now some of you are like powdered peanut butter gag me i'm more like (laughs) i'm gonna put it in a smoothie and i'll be okay i'm good with that like it doesn't bother me so much i save myself some calories really because Peanut butter has what between 180 to 200 grams or 200 calories between each serving. So yeah. versus powdered peanut butter, it might have 50, depending on which one you get, 45 and, to 90. And really quick, we're, and we're talking a serving. Okay. That's two tablespoons. That's almost a flat spoon of peanut butter. You guys would be pretty surprised about what the actual serving of peanut butter looks like. All right. I'm just having a spoon of peanut butter and it's coming this far off the spoon and I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. Guys, this much coming off the spoon, Justin, that's probably about 350, 400 calories. Yeah. So, gone. Yeah. Gone. Yes. I mean, it's good for you, though. Peanut butter is really good for you. There's a lot of – It is good for you. There's healthy fat. There's, there's Absolutely. antioxidants in them. I mean, it's, it's protein, 7 grams protein per serving. It's really good for you. Yeah. But even too much of the good thing could be bad for you. I remember even switching spaghetti noodles. Like I would do, I went to multi-grain spaghetti noodles instead of having whole regular white stuff, which I love the white pasta, but mm-hmm. multi-grain, like, oh, I'll, I'll deal with it. So I went to eat that. But because it was multi-grain, I'm like, 
I'm going to have like three servings instead of one serving. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't do because it's still going to go into a calorie into your body, right? You're still going to consume it for energy. Your body's still going to break it down. So you got to find these things. What is your substitution? What maybe it's instead of having French fries at the restaurant, you're going to have a baked potato because they're not right. using oils to fry the French fries in. So mm -hmm. it's going to save you some calories. You don't want the extra sodium to ask for. You can even ask them. Hey, can you not include sodium or salt on these French fries? And they will usually make you a fresh new batch. And if you really want the salt, just put a bunch of salt on it at the table. No, I'm just kidding. That's that's evil. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. So like there's there's different substitutions you can make to make this thing work for you. You don't have to, and even pepperoni, turkey pepperoni is where it's at. I don't eat regular pepperoni. Yeah. I like turkey pepperoni. It's half the mm -hmm. calories. I, I can consume it. It's good. You can get nitrate free if you want to. There's so many options out there for substitutions so this does not have to be like man i can't eat anything it can say you can say this instead man i can eat anything but i'm going to choose to to strategically eat instead of saying i'm going to eat everything in my sight you got to have a different perspective on that george you have any any uh thing you want to add to that yeah i mean so i i, I don't have that many non-negotiables uh i i have two um i try to have animal protein with every meal um, and that's something I try to do, but also something I try to do is I got to have my air fried seasoned salt, white potato wedges. All right. That, that, that's got to happen. I got to have my, my imitation fries. Uh, so I, I, I cut white potatoes into wedges, do some seasons, some Lowry seasoned salt on there. No oils, no spray butter. They actually come out crispier just for anyone who wants to know. Don't use any oil on an air fryer. They come out crispier with potatoes. Got to have my French fries, bro. Like that, that's something that's got to happen. Um, but uh, but yeah, so so this morning I had the uh, breakfast sandwiches with sausage. Instead of pork sausage, I used turkey sausage. Less calories, less fat means less calories, higher protein, right? For lunch today, I'm having chicken uh, tenderloins. Very lean, high protein. Um, for dinner, I use a pound of raw ground beef instead of using 80-20 or 85-15. I use 93.7, still has a modicum of fat, higher protein. I can have more of it on my plate, okay? Now, for calorie accounting, we talked about that peanut butter, that 400-calorie peanut butter on the spoon. You can have that, guys. You can absolutely have that. Just know that that is 400 calories. Just because you don't want it to exist doesn't mean it doesn't exist. You have to account for it, okay? Calories in, calories out. For every calorie you consume is every calorie you got to burn off. No one else is going to do it for you, okay? Just know that if you want to have a 400-calorie peanut butter, that's taking calories away from other things that might be a little bit more voluminous on the plate. Mm. So we're not saying don't have a 400-calorie peanut butter. Mm. Just know that if you have it, you've had it, yeah. and you got to account for it. That's all yeah. we're saying. Very important to understand that. Thank you for stressing that a little bit. Ben Whitmore says here, just like when anyone asked my max bench, back on the topic of strength training, I don't know – I never lift for a single max rep. I don't do barbell bench either, brother. I don't. I, I don't do barbell bench. People ask me what my bench is all the time. I said I don't bench. I do yeah. dumbbell bench press or machines. That's what I do. Dude, we should have uh, we should have Ben on here because we can actually have more than two people on this streamyard. We could have a couple guests on here with us sometime soon. I love. Oh, that let's go. And I'm gonna call you out, bro. If you want to. Uh, jump on here one of these weeks man we could definitely want to talk about your journey and and some of the things that you did he's like i said ultra marathoner cancer survivor uh he just he's a great dude and um he's very fit he's very i mean he just very don't ask happy. me my just don't ask me my cardio my cardio is moving from exercise to exercise that's my let's, cardio let's <laughs> cardio again shall we friends let's get mm. let's just let's make them feel bad about not doing cardio hey so uh. you know, you know, he does get he does get some cardio in with uh, with some of the stuff that he does, though. So, all right. We're going to move on to a final question for you, George, because I, I think okay. this is important because we have a variety of individuals in here. You have your people who are just starting out and you have your experts who are doing amazing work and seeing a lot of gains. What give me some ideas of beginner workouts. And then if those people are like, Give me or that that I can't do that. Give me something strong, uh, harder, something I can actually get a challenge off of. And Ben said, "Yeah, absolutely, man. Okay, we're gonna talk to you. Maybe maybe next week, bro. That'd be kind of fun. Uh, let's talk about that. All right. Anyway, so squirrel, squirrel. Okay. <laughs> but let's let's just say 
you got the person who wants a beginner workout, but you got a person who's listening who's also past beginner stage and even mm -hmm. maybe even beyond intermediate, like they're at the expert stage now. So right. like, give me, give me some examples as we close here of beginners versus <clears throat> more advanced. So if you are a beginner, if you never touched a weight in your life, uh, and that was me, body weight, I'm telling you, what's harder, Justin, going day one, going into the gym and doing, I was 310 pounds. What's harder, uh, going, doing a 300-pound bench press for reps or doing push-ups? Uh, let me just say the push-ups. No, I'm just joking. It's the, it's the bench press. It's the bench press, but it's the same amount of weight, right? If I'm yeah. trying to push up 310 pounds, why not use my 310-pound frame as as a workout? So if you've never been into a gym in your entire life, if you want to start out, body weight is totally underrated. Do not sleep on body weight. Body weight is awesome. And body weight is a good gateway to moving into the gym because what happens? If I start doing body weight push-ups, sit-ups, Maybe I get on my coffee table, do some tricep dips. Um, maybe I do some air squats. Uh, it's, you're going to get to a point where you're going to need more resistance. Boom. There's the gym. So if you are a beginner in the gym, I would suggest going at least three times a week. Uh, anything less than that, you're kind of pretty much doing it for show. You're not going to see much uh, muscle gain with that. So if you're a beginner, I would encourage three to four times a week. If you're doing three times a week, I would encourage you to do three full, uh, full body workouts. Um, if you're doing four times a week, I would encourage maybe an upper-lower split. Uh, we kind of talked about this last time, I think. Uh, Monday, upper body. Tuesday, lower body. Wednesday, rest day. Thursday, upper. Friday, lower. Two days off. Um, now, with the less frequency of days you're going into the gym, the actual workout itself might last a little bit longer. Um, I do three full-body workouts a week takes me about 90 minutes between my rest times and the amount of exercise that I do. I would say if you're doing three to four times, if you're doing three times a week, it probably will take you no less than 60 minutes in the gym. If you're doing four times a week, it will be about 45 to 60 minutes in the gym. Uh, but like we talked about before, prioritize compound lifts. Make sure you're having adequate rest times. Three to five is not the rule. It's a suggestion. If you feel completely rested after a minute and a half, two minutes, go for it. If you don't feel like you have the time, maybe do less weight, which would require less rest time and work your way up from there. Uh, and make sure, again, if you are a beginner, be compound focused, okay? Because that will take less time in the gym if you're doing compound exercises. Now, if you're more experienced, more advanced, you've been doing this for a while and you have the time and you're maybe going five to six days a week, I would do what we would call a, in the gym, bro split or bodybuilding split, just like Justin talked about. If you're going five to six times a week, pick a, um, if you're going five times a week, do a large muscle group to start off with and then a smaller muscle group. Maybe you're doing legs and shoulders. Maybe you're doing back and biceps. Maybe you're doing um, chest and triceps, okay? And if you're doing chest and triceps, a lot of the times when you're doing chest, triceps are your secondary. A lot of times when you're doing back, your biceps are secondary. And if you're going five days a week, maybe it's only lasting you 30 to 45 minutes. You don't need to be in the gym that long if you're going five days a week. It takes two uh, – you should engage each muscle group two times a week to encourage muscle growth. If you're going five times a week, don't have to spend that long in the gym. If you're doing six days a week, maybe you only have to focus on one muscle group, Monday legs. Tuesday back, or maybe even Monday legs, do Tuesday biceps, do a, a Monday large muscle group, Tuesday small muscle group, Wednesday large, Thursday small, and so on and so forth, and you're taking one day off. Now, if you're doing that, really, Justin, if you're in the gym, if you're going to the gym six days a week, and you're in there for 45 minutes, in my opinion, that's 15 minutes too long. You should really only be in the gym 30 minutes a day if you're doing six days per week. And if you're doing five to six days per week, maybe you do compound lists to start with. But because you're in the gym so much, maybe you can do isolation exercises, what we would call machines, bicep curl, tricep. You have more options that way mm -hmm. uh, because you are in the gym so much throughout the week. And that's really just me being really quick about it. We could do yeah. a whole episode on this, but those would be my 
suggestions. Okay. Okay. That, that works. That's really good. Ben said, I love body weight, especially since I can get a quick set in anywhere. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You, you get a set of push-ups, dude. I was doing a push-up challenge one time, like we're doing a hundred push-ups a day. And uh, obviously you could do that in a season here and there, but like I would go and it was almost, where was, where was I? I was at a gas station and it was getting really late. I knew I was tanking out. I knew I couldn't like, I'm not going to do them later when I get back home. So I'm like, Oh, I haven't done them today. And I, we're doing them every day for a month. So, and I wasn't going to lose this. I wasn't going to lose this competition. So I go and I, <laughs> I'm in the bathroom in a gas station, nasty, disgusting mm. floors. And who knows what people do on these floors, right? They're belching oh, man. everything on there. Anyway. So I ended up like, I'm going to do it. So I just went down and I started doing push ups, and it took me a while because I wasn't as conditioned as I want to be. But man, I, I did just, just, just going to be a, a shameless, bathroom push-upper at a uh, uh one of the convenience stores out there but don't try this at home okay <laughs> yes this is this is personal experience don't try it just don't do it it's just it's not worth the risk of contracting uh some kind of uh yucky to your body so <laughs> that's let's just got some sort of osis yeah. from the floor <laughs> my friends were like you did what i'm like no no you didn't hear that no no but i wasn't gonna lose so yeah justin started telling the story and then out of obligation he felt he had to end the story with and then i woke up from my dream <laughs> cut this out of the recording let's be honest i'm gonna cut this out you're not gonna hear it if you caught this live ben congratulations you heard it here so did uh george and if you say anything, I might have to come see you. Anyway, just <laughs> <laughs> well. Anyway, man, thank you, thank you, Coach George, for being here with us today, too. Uh, man, we we love what we do. We love to encourage. We love to uh, educate you and equip everybody with with what we know, our knowledge. And you don't have to apply what we say. You don't have to take anything as truth. You can find out your own routine, do your own thing. But we're we're just here to see what we've done. This is what we've accomplished and this is what we've experienced. And we're going to hopefully spread that to you so you can actually live a transformed life. That's what it's all about. One step at a time. Thanks for joining us today. Coach George, any last words for anybody listening today? Look forward to sharing more with you guys. I share my meals sometimes. I share some reels. Um, and as always, we are here to answer any question you have. And uh, we want to help you. Perfect. Perfect. All right, guys. It starts with... One step. One step. See you guys.